It's Thursday, April 2nd, and today I talk with Bruce Harple and Bob Morris about client success. I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm with Bruce Harple, the VP of Delivery from Three Will. Bruce, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Danny. Thank you very much. Great. And I'm also here with uh, Bob Morris. Bob is the Executive Director for our Client Success Practice. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, Danny. Everybody's got everybody's got their blurred backgrounds. Are we ready to do this or what? <laughs> we are ready, man. Let's get yeah, let's this, rock and roll. This is, this is the new normal, right? This is how we see each yeah. other now, nowadays. Is is virtually <laughs> yes. So today I've got a, a great topic for us to talk about, and that is client success. And I just wanted to drop in, have a have a chance for us to drop in on this conversation and learn more about what this means. Uh, to our clients and sort of how we're in 2020 creating this new practice and what our plans are for that practice. So let me kick it off. Bruce, you can take it from here. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get this kicked off. Yeah, so you know, client success is, is something certainly that, that both Bob and I have just a tremendous amount of passion around. We really, truly uh, care about our customers. We care about making sure they're successful and uh, the interactions we have with them and the services we provide for them. And uh, you know, in fact, uh, you know, we we've, we've got so much focus on that. You know, that's why Bob now, you know, heads up our uh, our client success practice, and uh, you know, we're really putting a lot of energy into that. Bob's got a lot of passion around that, and and so what Bob and I wanted to do today is just kind of talk about you know client success, you know, kind of what that means to, to three will. You know, uh, Bob's going to talk a bit about his practice and the focus of that practice. And, uh, and how we apply that to, to projects and creating solutions for, for customers. And really just, we want to focus on kind of the end-to-end -end, you know, process of the way we engage in customers and how that really is, is changing you know, to really make sure we ensure customer success and client success at the end of the project. And I want to spend some time just talking about you know, how do we measure client success, right? There's a lot of ways people out there uh, in our industry, measure client success. And yeah, I want to talk a bit about uh, how we measure that success uh, and uh, how we kind of uh, look at our relationship with our customers and are we succeeding and truly helping them to be successful and uh, achieving the outcomes they're trying to achieve. So yeah, I'm going to kind of let Bob kind of kick us off because I really, uh, we're really excited about uh, the client success practice that he has. Started up, and uh, we're really excited about the things that's going to do for our customers, and and how that's going to bring you know, added value to the way we engage with our customers. So, you know, Bob, why don't you kind of just start walking us through that practice and and uh, your vision plans and and what you're going to be doing? Yeah, Bruce, I, I'd, I'd be happy to. And I guess um, you know, one way to look at the conversation here is that uh, you know, client success. Uh, as Bruce, you mentioned, could be viewed from different perspectives. Um, and I think probably what I'm going to focus on here in this initial part of the conversation is standing in the shoes of our clients. Uh, how, how do we think that they view success and what kind of services uh, are we able to bring to bear from this practice to promote that? And really for us, standing in the shoes of our clients, success is all about business outcomes because you know, it's the business outcome that drives the value that clients receive from their investment in the technology initiatives where we're involved. 
Um, so it's it's a mindset where, you know, when you're talking about technology strategy, it, you really think of it as the means rather than the ends uh, in the strategy, because the ends, of course, again, are the business outcomes. And the logical question there, of course, is, well, how do you do that? How do you actually make that, you know, a practical reality? And really what we're trying to do is just encourage a common vision and communication between business and technology leadership. Um, and then once we have that communication and a shared vision on what needs to be achieved for these business outcomes, then we spend a lot of time focusing on promoting user adoption of the technology, the human factor of it. Because after all, really the value you get doesn't come from completing a technology deployment. It comes from you know people uh, having the ability to use that technology and be proficient with it. Um, so that's that, that that's kind of the idea of what client success is from um, you know client perspectives. Um, to you know to drive that, we have some specific services uh, in this area that um, that we have to uh, really cover kind of two main areas. One is. Some of these services we'll provide in conjunction with um, engagements where we have other three world practices involved. So I'm talking about transformation and innovation practices. Um, and those are things that generally involve applying best practices to some very core areas that are common between those engagements. So I'm talking about project and program management, testing and our global delivery team. Um, and all of those areas have been traditionally very strong for three will and um, have been, you know, gotten really good feedback from customers on, you know, our professionalism in those areas. The, the other area has to do, uh, it can be in conjunction with other engagements for other practices, but also can be standalone engagements we have with our clients. And this area really relates to having a, a deep, direct focus on client success via these human factors that I talked about earlier. Um, the the broad name that we apply to this is adoption and change management. Um, that's actually a name I think that Microsoft has been promoting a lot, and of course we're Microsoft partners. In fact, um, you know Microsoft has been been giving a ton of love to this uh, idea of adoption and change management lately. Uh, there's a ton of content and guidance out there that Microsoft provides on this. Uh, and really the services in this area that we're providing um, really help our clients wade through uh, all of that available online content and guidance to make it very relevant to what they're trying to do. Um, in fact, all the consultants we have in this practice that are delivering ACM services have, uh, you know, Microsoft's latest certification in this area, they call it a service adoption specialist certification. So uh, we're pretty excited about this, and um, I think a, a lot of the questions that we get early on are, you know, it all sounds, you know, reasonable and good, but what, what specifically are you guys doing? And really the, the specific services here, um, and you guys feel free to jump in and, and ask questions about any of this stuff. Really, they, they break down into four main areas. All of these areas have to do with having a very intentional um, plan and executing that plan for user adoption. So the areas are, you know, discovery and assessment, design and development, execution, and what we call uh, value expansion. And in discovery and assessment, 
um, really that's what drives the, the, the services in this area drive our design of the overall strategy. So typically this would include uh, a planning workshop, one or more of those, and some assessments. Planning workshops uh, will uh, include things like you know, defining what the sponsor's vision is, uh, identifying the key stakeholders, key business scenarios, and user personas for the technology. Um, and then it also includes uh, what does a successful ACM program look like as a walkthrough. Um, I think a lot of people may have some, you know, older modes of thinking maybe about particularly technology people, and this is not a knock, it, it's just sort of normal, you know, the past normal is, you know, we've got this really cool technology we're going to focus on getting it deployed. We're really smart. That's how we're able to do that. And by the way, we'll we'll provide some training and then you know we're done. And that's not really what this is all about. And the ACM program I'm talking about uh, is completely parallel, uh, but different than what the technology team is doing in their deployment. Um, the assessments I mentioned have to do with, um, depending on how large the program is, you may want to assess your uh, change culture and, and the adoption readiness of the culture that you have. It's important to know that so that you tailor these programs specifically to what your organization needs. Um, I mentioned stakeholder uh, analysis, identifying the stakeholders, particularly in large uh, deployments. You have to be intentional about how you communicate with and handle uh, some stakeholders uh, because they are critical in the success of the overall project. And then the last part is pretty traditional, and that is understanding the training needs for uh, for a project. And when we talk about training here, I think it's really important to understand that um, particularly programs that involve um, some pretty broad, broadly available technology. So if we're talking about Microsoft 365 and the different applications that are there, things like Teams and things like that, there is a ton of standard training available for that. What the adoption program is trying to do is identify based on those key scenarios, what, what's the key training we need? What are the key areas we need to focus on? And a lot of times it could even be customized training based on, okay, you used to do things this certain way for this key business process. Now you're gonna do it this new way with this new technology. So it's it's not just a generic, you know, instructor type led uh, training. And so, then, and Bob, just a question, you know, yeah, as you go through a, you know, a, a project, right, where we're doing solution development of some kind for a customer, mm -hmm. you're trying to uh, create a solution and get a solution deployed. So is is the ACM these services, you know, like the discovery and assessment, is that something that you you kind of do when that project is done or is this done in, in parallel? I mean, how does this kind of, you know, play into in integrating it with the, the project as it's, you know, executing? Yeah, now I'm, I'm glad you asked it, Bruce, because the, so two things having to do with um, an ACM program. Uh, and the timing of that related to the technology uh, deployment. One is that we know that the most successful ACM programs start at almost the same time as the technology deployment. In other words, the planning for the user adoption is taking place in parallel based on you know, what's happening on the technology side. There's sort of a feedback loop between the two things, uh, and there's a really strong relationship between 
whoever is responsible for the adoption program and whoever is responsible for the technology program and that deployment. So beginning those things uh, nearly at the same time upfront, super critical. And that's why we think we have a pretty good um, value add in this area, because when we are uh, delivering this in conjunction with our other practices, you know, we're in lockstep with what those practices are doing. And uh, so it's really easy to be coordinated. One other thing on timing um, I was going to mention, and this is this is something that Microsoft preaches quite regularly in the in the adoption and change management discussions. And it has to do with, you know, when people get value or organizations get value from their uh, technology investments. And again, the old thinking was that, you know, the focus needs to be on getting the technology deployed, do a little bit of training and you're done. And when you think about it at that point in time, uh, an organization hasn't derived any value from that investment. Really, the value is occurring after that's over with. And it's a function of how well people are, are able to adopt that and, and be proficient with it. So yeah. this adoption and change management program, it really needs to go well beyond when the technology deployment occurs. So did that answer your question, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, it sure did. Yeah, because I know for us, you know, we used to be excited every time we got done with the you know, technology development and deployment part of a project, right? We kind of celebrated and, and declared victory when, you know, in fact, you know, that that's, you know, only partway through the journey, right? Of helping yeah. the customer really get that value realization, you know, from the investments they're making, you know? Yeah, and, I, and if it's okay, Bruce, I'll, I'll just uh, wrap up, you know, I mentioned before the four areas uh, of these services and, and it's, all related to the process that you're talking about, Bruce, in, in fleshing that out all the way through. And I mentioned discovery and assessment and design and development. Um, the, the design and development piece, you know, as I said before, it, it, it's, it's developing plans based on what we learned in the discovery phase. And these plans all relate to the same sort of topic areas I already mentioned. So obviously there is a formal ACM implementation plan, uh, plans for stakeholder engagement, Early adopter and champion programs, um, you know, really the emphasis and focus of this whole ACM effort is on the people aspect of this. Early adopters and champion programs are a key success factor that uh, both we and Microsoft see in any of these kinds of efforts. Awareness and communication, uh, training, uh, success measurement, resistance management, those, those are all plans that we have. And really, they're all geared towards um, the the concept of from a user's perspective because when anybody familiar with some of the traditional uh, organizational change management frameworks they're all geared to you know what's in this for me how does a change the change affect me as a user or a person involved in this and that's what it's all geared towards um, and once you have those plans it's a matter of execution and we can help with that too execution typically means delivery of some of the things that are identified in those plans. It could be delivery of communications. We could be helping with a communication template. It could be delivering training. Uh, as I said before, though, it's not really just about instructor-led training. It's, it's a lot of developing content that might be customized cheat sheets and things like that uh, that are relevant to a particular uh, organization and a particular technology. And then the last bit is is value expansion and um, certainly not the least important, even though I'm mentioning it last, because that's where you're doing health assessments. 
And one of the things that um, I, I sort of skipped over real quick just a minute ago is I talked about success measurement. That's built into this. So this isn't um, kind of a pie in the sky thing that's that's very subjective. Really, we try and make it objective and we really try and make it based on metrics. Microsoft has some very good tools that are uh, available for free through Power BI and dashboards to be able to measure this and, and show the impact you're having with this kind of a program. So being able to leverage those things and to use it not only as you're doing the deployment, but after the deployment by doing periodic health assessments. So um, all of that, it kind of is the full picture of what we normally would do um, in an adoption program. And it's all geared towards, again, the, uh, the outcomes that the business wants. So I, I don't know, Bruce, can you think of anything else that maybe we didn't mention? Yeah, the other thing that, that comes to, to mind, Bob, and, we, and you and I have talked about this, you know, as it relates to kind of the way we deliver, you know, and, and looking at that full life cycle that not only includes the technology implementation, but that adoption and change management. And when we, you know, you know, I've talked about, you know, client success, right? And I think, you know, the, the culture at Three Wheel, and one of the things I love about Three Wheel is I think everybody at Three Wheel is driven and motivated by, you know, making sure our clients are successful. You know, and I, and I think for us, you know, we don't, we don't always, you know, focus on, you know, client success or success from a three-wheel perspective, right? We don't kind of dwell on that. You know, I think we're, we really focus on on making our clients success, making sure they're successful. Because at the end of the day, you know, if our clients are successful, we're going to be successful, right? And, you know, I think that's just baked into our culture and the way everybody uh, approaches projects and the way they approach, approach the relationship with customers. And I think that really you know, drives our success. And, and not that we intentionally try to do that. I think it's just, it's who we are. I think, yeah, Bruce, very early on in the company, I know, um, you know, one of the pivotal books for Tommy and I um, was is the, you know, the Seven Habits book and the concept of, you know, these are so overused, almost like want to come up with a new term for them, but the idea of both parties can win, you know, but how do we, how do we set that up? And I think that that's been one of the underlying philosophies that we've had as an organization. If we don't, if we focus in on helping our client be successful, then we're going to be successful. And I think that's one of the reasons why we, you know, we've been in business for close to 20 years right now is that we're, we're not, we're, if, if we do that, um, then things will be okay in the end. Um, and, and so you, know, you will run into, granted, you will run into people who will take advantage of, of, of that and we just we you know part of my job is identifying those people like you there will be people if they're not playing a win-win then and they're playing win-lose then you know that's some of the situations where we need to recognize our sponsor is not truly looking out for the interest of the both parties and that's that's right, right. something important for us to identify as an organization oh, it's kind of one of the things i wanted to um um and maybe just i'm going to relate this over to some recent um opportunities that I've been working on. So as you guys know, I typically work with new clients and as new prospects are coming into Three Will and sort of get, they come in and, and one of the things that I'm looking for is to hear like what it, what makes this project successful? Like what is, what, where, you know, and, and I really try to, uh, to uh, cue into that because it's not the same for like your, your your success can be defined in a lot of different ways. Typically, it's adoption. Typically, it's you know some some of the times a successful project is you didn't overrun the budget. 
<laughs> um, or yes, there's there can be a whole number of different things that can define what success is. Like a, a recent project for us was one that they had a executive presentation that needed to be done on this date. And we needed to show we delivered by that date. And that was success. I mean, that, that so like what I ended up doing from the very beginning was like, how do we create a plan that gets us set up to make, you know, to, to be able to be, you're gonna, the executives are gonna do a good presentation and a part of it success was everybody was gonna keep their job. <laughs> and it was like, it's like you know, you re, you're queuing into these things is important. And I guess a part of what I'm saying is listening, you, you, success is not the same for everyone. And you've got to listen to, to understand what success is and you've got to get in all parties involved as well, because you're, we're dealing with large organizations, multiple teams. Uh, we love to have one business sponsor, but the fact is, this is usually being decisioned by a group of people, and everybody in that group might have a different definition of success. So, I just I, I think it's great that we're focusing in on this, and I think it's like this was a this is a whole you know. Uh, us staying focused on this, again, will keep us striving as a business. But I just, one of the things I've noticed is you you, you can't make this assumption that everybody defines set success the same way. Yeah, that, that's a good lead into kind of what I wanted to go through a little bit. Is just talking about, you know, what does client success mean to three wheel, right? And and what I want to do is just kind of talk about some of the, the metrics and some of the things that we use. But then at the end, just kind of, I'm going to give you my personal view on you know, how I look at client success, right? And and yeah, in preparing for the podcast, I kind of looked up a, a definition of client satisfaction, right? Went out to the web, and uh, yeah, a pretty simple one. It just says, you know, client client uh, success, client satisfaction. It's really it's a measure of how you know products and services supplied by a company meet or surpass customer expectation. And uh, yeah, I, I really like that for one. And, and Dan, you and Bob know this. A lot of times when we're on calls with new clients, and I introduce myself and in, in my role, you know, I always say that my role is you know, to make sure that we you know deliver the solution that the customer expects, right? And hopefully we we meet or, or even exceed those expectations. So I'm like, I felt pretty good actually when I read, read that definition. I'm like, gosh, you know, that's that's what I tell clients. Dang, you know, um, yeah, and, and that, that's pretty broad based, right? Uh, definition but 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 i think at the end of the day it is all about you know meeting their expectations and bob defined that as business outcomes right which is the same thing right you really want to make sure they meet their desired business outcomes that's customer expectations yeah um but some of the metrics that that we look at and, and danny this has evolved over the years as, as you know and i'll talk quickly about each one but there's you know the concept of nps scores nps being net promoter scores uh, you know, customer satisfaction surveys, you know, being a, a customer referencer, what we call a, you know, a, a client champion, and we do retrospectives, right? And I'm going to touch briefly on each of those and then really kind of at the end cut to you know, my personal view, you know, of, of what I look at, right, uh, as it relates to client success. So NPS scores, right? Um, you know, it's it's answering that, that single question, right, uh, which is how likely is it you would recommend this company, you know, three will you know, to a friend or colleague, that's the question. That's the million dollar question. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, on a scale of one to 10. And, you know, you kind of come up with a calculation, you identify those people who are promoters at the hand of that, that scale. And then there's detractors at the low end. 
and kind of the differential between the protect, you know, the uh, the promoters and the detractors is really kind of where your score lands. And and ultimately, though, I mean, if you look at NPS scores, I mean, really, you know, it, it really ultimately is a, it's a measure of customer loyalty, right? And 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 you know, if you think about customer loyalty, I mean, that that's really, you know, that's you know, how influenced is that customer going to be in choosing your, in our, our case, our services over our competitors, right? So if we have high customer loyalty, you know, then, uh, then you know, our existing clients are likely going to continue to do business with us, even if there's competitors involved, right? Even if our pricing might be higher, maybe, who knows? But uh, but they're loyal to us because they they believe in us, they trust us, and they know we'll help them be successful, right? Um yeah, so that that's a little bit about NPS scores. You know, customer you know satisfaction surveys. You know, as Danny knows, we've done those in in the past, and it's really just a a, a series of of questions that really just leads up to uh, almost a very similar question. You know, would you be a reference for us? Would you refer us to a, a colleague or champion? <laughs> and ultimately, our goal is to to build out client champions, right? And, and a client champion is is really for us someone who's going to refer us, you know, to to someone else, to another colleague in their business or organization, or even for us to to uh, to friends and, and acquaintances, right? Uh, ultimately, what we're after is is client champion. Uh, I mentioned, you know, uh, retrospectives as well. I mean, you know, we're an agile scrum shop, and we apply it to everything we do. You know, we're we're constantly trying to get feedback from customers, trying to understand how we can improve, or how we can inspect and adapt and improve. You know, what we deliver and how we deliver to our our clients, right? So a lot of metrics out there, but but for me, right personally, um, you know the things I think are most important is is a, you know, will that will that customer will they be a client champion, right? Will they be a reference for you? Will they refer you to a friend or a colleague? That's huge. I think the other one is, is customer loyalty. You know, I always like, you know, I, I talk about and Bob knows this. I talk about with with our team. You know, if if the customer calls you back and, and quote unquote asks for more. Right. So they ask you to fulfill other business requirements or to solve another business problem. Man, that's that customer loyalty, that that's success, right? You know that we made that client successful. Love that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing for me is, you know, who does your who does your customer call? Who does your client call when they have a problem to solve? Right. Even if it's a problem they know you can't solve or your company can't solve, if they're calling you and say, Bruce, I've got this problem. I don't think it's in your sweet spot, but uh, I know you can help me, right? You'll direct me to who can help me. Uh, you know, when your your customers are calling you to solve other problems that they know you can't directly solve, but they know that you will help them figure out who can help them solve that problem. You know, those are the calls you want to get. Those are the calls we we cherish and love to get. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, Danny, Bob, you guys know that we we talk about is, you know, for three wheel, we're we're small enough to care about our customers, but big enough to deliver. And uh, it is, it's all about caring. You know, we also talk about, we take on our clients' problems as our own. And uh, we're passionate about that. You know, as we talked about, we want our clients to be successful. And, uh, you know, we uh, we take it personally. You know, we take on their problems like they're our problems. That was a good, that, was, that was a really great overview, Bruce. And as you were going through that, I just, that something uh, occurred to me which is, it's, it's uh, you know, this year um, we, with our 
are uh, we're going through a book called or we went through a book called the four disciplines of execution. There's a concept of having a wildly important goal. And this year we're focusing in on client champions. And 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 what 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 occurred to me and I just had never thought of it this way is that that, you know, I read the um, the uh, book about the book about MPS several years ago. And then we read the book about uh, 4DX. And then what we're doing this year, actually, all a client a champion is is someone who really takes that NPS score to heart. It's like they they've done it. Like they you know not saying like I'm going to just fill out a survey and say yeah, I would recommend you to someone else. It's actually yeah. they did it. They took the actual step, which I think is a great you know surveys everybody gets oh, you'll get 10 surveys. <laughs> you'll get several yeah. surveys. And it's very easy to click, yeah, you guys are awesome, but then the, the, the key thing with this is saying, am I willing to transfer the trust that I have with you as an organization and take the risk to refer you off to either someone inside of my organization or somebody that I know? And as you know, you can get burnt by that, right? Have you ever referred somebody and they didn't do a good job for you, the, the friend? That's not, that, that is not a good situation to be in. So great overview of this. Um, so anything else to us, maybe just to wrap us up, Bob? Yeah, well, I was just going to make an observation. You know, we've kind of talked about two sides of the same coin here uh, regarding client success, but I think both sides, it, it's all about people. And in, and in both conversations from Bruce and I, we use the word champions. You know, champions uh, really are what make us successful uh, in, the, in the way that you guys just talked about it. Champions really make, you know, our clients successful when it comes to their initiatives. And so that's that's probably the core philosophy of this practice is it, it's about the people. And of course, nowadays, you know, in the new reality that we're in, that's even more true. Uh, and we really think we can bring a lot of value to our customers with this. That's awesome. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this and and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you. You betcha. Thank you, everybody, for listening and have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Work Together Better podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're looking for a partner to help you craft a modern digital workplace on the Microsoft Cloud, please come by and see us at 3will.com. That's the number three spelled out, W-I-L-L.com. Thank you and have a great day.